The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or Webster Rock Hill Ministries, its management, or other hosts or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented by KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Hey, you're listening to In Tune, a two-hour weekly broadcast which focuses and reflects on issues that impact and connects our community and the greater St. Louis area. Our topics include the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, history, housing, humor, and justice. And you know, today, today, I'm going to give up the whole, remember how I always say on my show, the weekly wrap that comes up from one to two, shameless plug, that I always have the best guest? Well, I think today, you outdid me. Today on the show, we have a director of public works in the city of Webster Groves, Todd Ray. Todd, welcome to In Tune. Glad to have you here. Thank you. And you know, and see, last week, Todd Ray became the most important person in Webster Groves. Absolutely, he was. Why was that, Ellie? Because when we had that snowfall, I tell you, I want to say thank you, thank you, because the Webster Groves Public Works Department was on it. Guys and gals in Public Works, are you listening? (laughs) Thank you. We're we're giving the kudos to you guys. They were on it. I mean, like, I looked outside at 7 o'clock, and my street... It was just covered, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't go anywhere. I looked out again at like 7.20, <laughs> and it was gone. Then I looked out again at 9 o'clock. It was back. At 9.20, it was gone. The public works people, I tell you, they were on it last week, and well, we just have to give them the thanks and the praise. It is a thankless job because they're up late all night, some of them multiple shifts, and everybody expects everything to be clean when they get up and want to go to work in the morning, and it's not necessarily the case all the time. And I'm sure that they probably get more criticism than they do compliments because we only, you know, that's how we're wired as people. You know, we don't want to give people their props, their roses, their million dollars while they're alive. Now, Todd's his eyes lit up when you said million dollars. Exactly. Nice. Uh-huh. Well, we might get. <laughs> wait, you know what? We might get Todd's name on like a street. No, <laughs> no, no, thank you. We could name. We could rename Waymire. You know, Ray Street. Nah. Ray Lane. Ray Avenue. Ray Avenue. You know, you never know. Maybe the next school that we built. <laughs> well, we are really taking Todd up the letter there. He's gonna next. He's gonna want to raise. Hey, t- <laughs> yeah. Todd, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a, you're an engineer, correct? Yes, I uh, I have my uh, engineer's license. Um, I uh, graduated from the uh, Southern Illinois University of Evansville in uh, 1993, and I've been in public works for 24 years. Wow. Worked at, worked at four different municipalities. Um, my first. Public works job was at the city of St. Peter's. Then I went to the city of Belleville, Illinois. Then the city of Kirkwood, and now I'm at the city of Webster Groves. And why public works? What was drawing you from the engineering background to get into that area? Um, well, I, when I first graduated, I did go to a, uh, a consulting engineering firm, and uh, but they had me out on construction, and I enjoyed the construction side of it more than sitting behind a desk and drawing plans. So... I looked at jobs in in that sector, and public works was was a big field, and there was some job openings. So you went for it, applied, and haven't looked back. So yeah, that's great. That's great. And you, um, the public works, like help people understand what are we talking about? Because it's mm-hmm. it's pretty diversified. There's a lot of different things in public works. Yes, um, at Webster Groves, uh, our public works department um, handles all the streets and sidewalks. Um, street trees, uh, street lighting, uh, 
the banners you see that go up across the streets, we, we put those up. Um, barricades, when there's the, the turkey run, when we had that, uh, we set up all the barricades for all that with the police department, um, the no parking signs. So all the street signage, that's ours. Um, and then also in Public Works, we have our engineering department. So we do the, the design plans for the construction of the Public Works, uh, op, you know, the sidewalks and streets and that. Um, then we oversee the uh, the waste hauler contract with the uh, waste management. Oh yeah, which includes you guys, the recycling. Yeah, you guys really mm. came on the on the radar la- with that one, didn't you? Here in Webster. Yes. You know, forget sidewalks, forget roads, forget clearing away the snow. Man, that new trash can. <laughs> <laughs> what, because it was blue, with a yellow top. Oh, it didn't and, fit into the decor. No, right. Of, right. And the green he, ones are better. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I remember reading uh, many comments about many, that. Many, many comments about that. I felt yeah. so bad for Public Works with that. I thought, you know. Well, in full disclosure, okay, I'm on the Health and Environmental oh, Committee. Okay. And was part of the group that, as we listened to those presentations from those uh, waste haulers, uh, then we sent a recommendation to the city council. And so... You know, it it wasn't too good to be true. It was good. It was a good recommendation. However, the company, I believe, was sold twice after uh, three, yeah. times. three times. Three times. In the two years that they were So that Webster. that explains a lot of things. But a lot of people were really mostly upset about the color of the trash can. But exactly. <laughs> and I thought, you know, well, if Webster, if that's all we have to argue about. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. So now we have the green cans back, and, uh, <laughs> and we're happy. And they're smaller. Oh, mine's about the same size. No, they brought me bigger ones. They brought know. you bigger ones? Yeah, I had a big, big, huge one. Yeah, the 96-gallon is Yes, the big I did. One. I had a big one. Oh. I don't know why, but yeah. And you know, too, that that company did give a, um, a discount to senior citizens. Yes, 10%. Correct. Yes, yes they That's did. That's one reason we went with them. You know, exactly. So, I mean, there were... There were nice perks to it, but you right. know the company was mismanaged, and unfortunately, you know then then blame falls on people that really don't have the control. I'm sure, like you know, public works. All you're doing is yes. responding to a situation. Correct. You know, so but responding is is a huge thing. So you've got, uh, and we're going to talk about recycling here. Uh, we're going to spend a lot of time on that yard waste collection, tree trimming. You talked about chip sealing city streets, yes. kind of keeping up with a. A plan for that, correct? Yeah, we uh, we have a seven-year cycle on our uh, asphalt streets. So every seven years, we do a treatment to them, whether it's a mill and overlay. And then after that mill and overlay, seven years go by, then we come in and do the chip seal. And then after the seven years is up on that, then we go back and mill and overlay again. So so we try to keep that cycle in a seven-year, and that way it keeps our roads in good condition. So. Yeah, the, I think the roads in the community are, are in, pretty decent. Oh, yeah. Could I ask a question, though, sure. about that? Why do some streets... Why are some streets concrete and others asphalt? Because like, for instance, I live on Cornell right up the street here and my street is a concrete street, but you go right over on Holland, the next street over, and it's an asphalt street. Yes. <laughs> um, if the street was built as a concrete street, we'd try to keep it oh, as a concrete I see. street. Okay. Oh, that uh, makes if it's sense. an asphalt street, we just keep it as asphalt because it's to easier. replace it to concrete, it, it's a lot more construction and a lot more expensive. So. Which one is better, though, the concrete or the asphalt? Concrete will last up to 50 years. Asphalt will last 15 to 20. Wow. But asphalt looks better. <laughs> okay. 
just it's hotter. That. As long as it yeah. stays black, it, yeah, it kind of exactly. fades. Yeah, gets a little gray. Yeah, so. it does. It's hotter. It, it is. I always feel like I don't know, and it's probably just my mental thing that um, during snow and ice, I always feel that the concrete street has more traction than the asphalt street. Oh. Or doing rain, it should be vice I, versa. You know, no, I don't know why. I think it's because the asphalt gets black and slick looking, mm-hmm. so it makes me think that yeah. it'll be slick. Versus, you know, the other, I always think I have better traction. Maybe that's not true. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's black ice, so that <laughs> yeah, happens there, there on, on the asphalt street. It would be slickery. So, yep. It would be slickery. <laughs> Are we making up words now? I, we did think that there, last week, didn't we? I think there is a word called slickery. I think so. I don't really think that it was a real word, but, you we'll know. Ch- we'll check that it out. It goes along with spam and... Um, what, what we came up with a bunch of words last week, didn't we? No, it was spam you eat that. No, that's oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It used to eat spam. Yeah. And now spam like messes up your computer. Messes up your computer. But spam messes up your body too. What's <laughs> the thing? Hey Todd, talk to us about the uh, sewer lateral program. I know maybe many of the residents aren't aware of that, and sure. in a community. Uh, that's as old as Webster Groves as many times those lateral lines uh, collapse or yes. have some issues with them. And yes. we had a vote on that, too. Yes. About, what, two mm-hmm. years ago, three years ago? Um, yeah, to up it to the $50 maximum. Right. Which is what allowed by state. Um, yeah, the sewer lateral program, uh, sewer laterals, typically the older sewer laterals are, are clay pipes, and they're usually in three to four foot sections, uh, six inch diameter. And those three, four foot sections, they they joined together um and at that joint they used to put a sealant around that well that erodes over time and your roots can now get into that because it's an it's it's very loose fitting and roots are going to seek out water so the roots get in there and they can pull the pipe apart so if you have an actual break in your in your sewer uh, the city has an insurance program to offset the repair costs and this insurance covers 70 percent of approved repairs um, if it's just clogged with roots and you got to have it cabled out, that's on the homeowner to have that done. So yeah, now that's an expensive project though to have the the lateral sewer line replaced. To have a section replaced, yeah. On average, uh, our average is about uh, twenty twenty eight hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a hundred percent cost. So we cover seventy percent. Yeah, that, that so. but that's expensive. Yeah. that's quite right. expensive. And that's and that's only a ten foot section. Yeah, we don't replace the entire line. Right. So only until that collapses yeah right then each, each section that breaks will will repair up to a 10-foot section so. okay okay now there's there's been a, a huge discussion uh about matter of fact uh, the listeners may remember uh the city of kirkwood at one time uh, this is back i think a couple months ago was thinking of getting rid of their single stream recycling program and because of uh, issues that are going on in china that china's not accepting certain kinds of recyclable materials and uh, there was difficulty at the recycling centers with separating uh, materials because the public, i.e. all of us folks, are not doing our good due diligence in separating and correctly putting materials into the recycling bin. So Todd, I want to talk about that because um, Kirkwood just, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, said, no, we're going to continue with that program. Uh, but there are still issues that remain. Can you kind of give us a little overview of that, and then we'll dig into that a little bit more? Sure. Uh- yeah, the contamination issue, um, China was accepting a lot of the recyclables from the United States, um, but then they were getting a lot of contamination. So they said, okay, we're going to have to limit the contamination to 0.2%. 
the average across the United States is 45%. 45% of the recycled materials contaminated. are contaminated. Yes. And so they end up where? Uh, the contaminated ones, they have to pull them out of the stream and take them to the landfill because they can't be recycled. Okay, so almost half the materials people put in the recycling bin are going to the dump. Correct. Okay. So, so, so let's, let's identify what is contamination. Sure. Uh, the biggest contamination is the plastic bags from the grocery stores. Uh, people put those in their recycle bin thinking because they you're think they're recyclable. Correct. Um, you're supposed to take them back to the stores. They usually have bins that, that they'll recycle them because they have the manufacturer that's making those for them. They actually want them back so they can send them to their manufacturer and have them recycled. But the recycling single stream, they have machines that separate all the recyclable materials, and those bags get wrapped around those machines and mess them up. And these are multi-million dollar machines that are separating all the recyclables. Um, so that's the biggest contamination. Uh, the other contamination is food waste. People aren't cleaning their jars and cans, pizza boxes. You know, you can have grease on your pizza box, but you can't leave pieces of pizza and crust in the box. That's trash. Okay, and, and those are some interesting questions because I always wonder, you know, I take that white uh, ribbed thing that's inside that the pizza sits on, I take that out and I throw, throw that, that away, away. Yes. and then I take the box and unfold it, or, you know, and then put that in there. Yes. So my question about, like, materials, let's say, like, uh, can vegetables or jelly jars or stuff like mm -hmm. that how clean do they need to be perfectly clean no that doesn't have to be 100 percent clean but you know give it a good rinse and then let it dry before you put it into your bin because that water will get into the cardboard and the paper and then that'll ruin that part of the and that's contaminated stream. correct okay because they don't want it wet they want it clean and dry and you know it's almost like we <clears throat> need to go back and be educated be re-educated about recycling because you know let's admit we all know that we're supposed to put plastics and paper and you know we've got right. that part of it but like you're saying todd when we start to think about um how clean should that jelly jar be you know or right. you know the jelly jar is easy the mustard clean. jar the mustard right. jar gets a little bit more difficult the mm -hmm. um the um peanut, peanut butter. butter yeah yeah gets very right. difficult nutella as much as you can you yeah, know and so now we want to recycle. We want to do the right thing. But what you're saying is that we're not doing the right thing. Right. We've, we've gotten quite lax in our recycling. I mean, when it first came out, you know, everybody was enthusiastic. And, right. you know, and they were saying, yes, recycle everything that you can. If you can tear it, throw it in the bin, you know, just try to get your food waste out as much as you can. But throw it in there. We'll recycle it. We'll take care of it at the plant. But now it's becoming an issue with the contamination. So... Uh, Webster Groves has applied for and has received a a grant to do an education program. Oh, fabulous! Well, we're so gonna have to have them on the air to talk about we're gonna, that. We're gonna put together this a the, this is the oh, beginning oh, here. This is the beginning we're right here. We're putting together a a brochure that'll explain you know what you need to do, what can go into your bin, how you're supposed to clean it, um, and then we're also gonna have a magnet that you can put on your ice your refrigerator. Um, so and then we're gonna mail those out to everybody, so everybody in the city will get one. Uh, so you don't need to sign up for anything. We're going to automatically mail them out to you. And be sure and give us a stack of them here because we have a community table. Yes. And everyone who comes through here rummages through that community table, believe you me, and they take stuff. So well, that's good. We've requested 10,000 of them, and there's 8,000 single-family residences in, in Webster Groves. So. Okay, great. So, you know, I'm, I'm going back to things like um, a spiral notebook. 
with the metal on it. Yeah, if you pull the metal off, then you can recycle the paper. Okay, so these, Ellie, these are things like, you know, this is how my mind thinks, you know, because I've always wondered about bubble, bubble wrap. And bubble wrap's yeah. not a, no. you can't do that no. one. That is a going how about trash. those air pocket things that you get on the Amazon stuff? Yeah, same thing. Even pop, though they say they have, they are, because yeah, pop I, them and put them in your trash because that's the, the type of things that will gum up the machines at the ah. at the recovery facility. So. Okay. Now, I read also that sometimes when they say the number is recyclable, sometimes, like the manufacturer says it is, it actually is not recyclable. How true or false is that? Um, What's your it, experience? If it has the number that, that with the triangle around it, the recycling triangle around it, go ahead and put it in your bin. And they can separate it out at the material recovery facility if it's not something that can be recycled. Now, what's the number that is not recyclable? Is there a number? Uh, well, not? it used to be number six was not recyclable, but now it is. Okay. They, they will accept number six. What is, is number six the highest or they go? No, it, it goes to like seven or eight, I think. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And is that with the thickness or the kind of plastic? It's the different types of material. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Very interesting. And you know, Todd. I have lived overseas, and I have really come to realize how important it is to um, to, to really look at the, the kind of material, whatever you purchase, what it is, what is, how is it delivered? Because here, you know, we we just think, oh, we throw it out in the, into the recycle bin or into a bin, and it's taken care of. It, it it goes away. We don't see it again. But see, I've lived in countries where one, I had to take my own trash to the dump. Yeah. That was one of the absolute worst things <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> ever. If you've ever been to a dump, it's like the worst place ever. And you just have to feel so sorry for the people that work there mm. because you, you're driving into a place that, first of all, it's kind of like... Um, Stinky. Sheol. First of all, you <laughs> yeah, know, Gehenna. Sheol, right. Ge- yeah, that's right. <laughs> in Gehenna. the Bible, Gehenna. Yeah, it's smoking. You know, it's smoking. Um, it's stinky. It's stinky. You've got John Crows all over the place. You've got flies like you couldn't imagine. And as you're driving through, I mean, like all of a sudden, something might just go whoosh. You know, <laughs> a fire starts. <laughs> you know, it's just one of the most awful places that you've ever been. And there are people that have to work in that. Yeah. Then I've also seen the... The, the landfill, quote unquote, of styrofoam. Oh, that's another big one. That, yeah. in Panama, there is a whole swath of land that is nothing else but styrofoam. And you're not supposed to burn it. Nope. No, nope, because of the chemicals. The chemicals. Right. So that swath of land that has nothing in it but styrofoam cups and styrofoam, you know, takeout containers will be there forever. Well, you you know, it goes back to this. I'm going to read a statement by um, a gentleman who actually lives in our community, um, Chris Dreyer. He said, uh, some educational pointers, myth busters, and simplified approach, we could be doing much better. He talks about we've become too easy with the recycling, and he believes the, the single stream approach prompts people to place numerous items into recycling that don't belong there, such as garden hoses, dirty diapers, (laughs) apple cores. You throw the apple core out on the ground. That's right. Coffee grounds. That works well on your garden, garden. on your plants. Clothing, plastic fencing, baby pools, toy bikes, shoes, and surprisingly, even lots of bowling balls. In the recycling bin? In the recycling bin. It's like, what what are people thinking? They're not thinking. No. Well, they think, oh, it's plastic. Oh, 
or no, it's, no, oh, it's, it's metal. No, no, it's, oh, I need to get rid of it. Right. <laughs> okay, oh, that's what it is. Oh, it's got paper on it. Yeah, we'll let somebody else take care of that problem. Well, and, and it is, uh, so he was suggesting going back to like a, um, the, the, the larger containers, getting rid from the larger containers to, to go ahead and saying plastic bottles here, you know, oh, you're... the little three, the separating three thing. Them. Yeah, separating right. them out a little bit. Because I know we've even gotten, you know, you go to restaurants and they've got their recycling thing and then they say trash. And it's like, okay, well, what are you considering trash? You know, again, it's like... Food. Where, where are we with this? That's Anything right. that's food related, Goes you in put trash. in here. Right. Well, what about a napkin that I really didn't use, you know? Nap- napkins aren't... They're supposed to go into trash. Okay. Yep. You heard that, folks. Yes. Even wait. if it's not used. Correct. Wait, wait. Napkins are supposed to go in the trash? That is correct. You're kidding. Nope. Even if they're not used. Correct. Well, see, if they're not used, they're in my purse. Yeah, save it. <laughs> save it for later. Right. You never know when you're going to need a napkin. I need to blow my nose. That's right. You know? Hey, if they're not used, they're in my purse. But there are times when I have gone in my purse to clean out my purse because I clean out my purse like once a week. Because what else? <laughs> Do you have any ketchup? And, uh... you, you, wait. <laughs> She's got a whole bunch of condiments in her. A whole yeah. bunch of condiments. I've got candy. Ellie, condiment Ellie. That's right. You know, I've got condiments. I've got sugar packs. I've got <laughs> and napkins. Are, I'm gonna tell you, they are chief of what's in my purse. So then they be, they come from my purse and then they go to the car because you know what? When I'm sitting at the stop sign. And I see dust on my windshield, and uh, you know, I take out my little napkin and I dust my wipe car off while sure. I'm sitting there. You know, I wipe the windshield. There you go. There you, go. <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, junk mail. All those. Oh my! I'm the queen of all, junk mail. That can all be recycled. All be recycled. Yes. And even the ones with the plastic envelopes. The envelopes with the window. Yes. With the window envelopes. Okay. Because I I read that was just wanting to be sure. Oh yeah. My, you know, if I didn't have junk mail. I wouldn't have to have a recycle bin. Now, uh, how about? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think true. I think that's us too. That's no, we we actually have more weight in our recycling bin than we have in our trash. So do yeah. we. Yeah. So do we. Same here. And, and that's really the way it should be. That's right. Correct. You know, people should realize certain things. The apple core. Guess what? Feed the squirrel. It will save your tomato plant. The coffee grounds. The coffee grounds are excellent. You know, just for putting around in your garden, whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so many things that you can compost, you know, your eggshells, right. yep. all those kinds of things. And you don't realize that until, like I said, when you live in a country where um, trash pickup does not exist, you learn. Because I've lived in a place with, with a, when I had a baby and we had diapers, you know, pampers, they do not go away. I'm telling you, you could dig a hole, bury them. And the roaming dog will find it. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering where that was going to lead okay. to. Okay. Ask me how it's I like, know that. It's like, do they rise to the surface? They, or? <laughs> <laughs> they do. You know, and you could be someplace where you do, where you have, uh, you know, a flood that comes up out of the ground. All that stuff gets pushed right back up. Sure. Well, which I think is, is something we need to touch on after the break is how we've evolved as a, uh, a society. And we've gone from, you know, glass bottles and then to aluminum cans, and then to plastic bottles, and now glass is making a comeback because glass was is very recyclable. Yes, very. And and all those kinds of things, and regular diapers, cloth diapers, cloth. rather than the Pampers. That's right. And they're only the Pampers are only used. I'm using uh, Pampers like Kleenex. Right. You know, or nappies. disposable diapers. Nappies. Yeah, nappies. <laughs> like so, you're using those only for emergency situations rather than using it. But people are like, well, who wants to clean a cloth diaper? Well, folks, you got to consider that. 
This is Arnold Stricker with Ellie Wharton of Intune. You're listening to KWRHLP 92.9 FM, your community radio station in Webster Groves. Welcome back to In Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Ellie Wharton. We've been interviewing Director of Public Works for the city of Webster Groves, Todd Ray. And, and you know, I have to go back to this. Man, Todd really burst my bubble, you know, because I thought I was doing the right thing by putting the napkins when I go to, here's a shameless plug, Bread Co. <laughs> for those of you outside of St. Louis, Panera Bread. But, but that's right, exactly. But I always thought that I was doing right by putting the napkin in the recycle part. And now you're telling me to put it in the trash. You got you to gotta break that one down for me a little bit more. I don't quite get that because it's paper. <laughs> Yeah, but it's most of those napkins are already recycled. Ah, so you can't recycle a recyclable yeah, it's, material. It's hard to recycle recycled material. Yeah. Really? Oh, so they don't make. Um, uh, so if you get a like a a gallon jug or a half gallon jug of milk in a plastic container, when it's recycled, it's used for something else. It's not recycled into correct. another plastic jug. That's, that's correct. Ah, okay. See, we are just learning so much. And that's the beauty of this show, because there are little bitty things that people probably, I mean, probably every woman in Webster has those little brown napkins in their purse, you know. We know Ellie does. (laughs) That's right. And condiments. That's right. (laughs) You need some mustard or ketchup or salt and pepper to see Ellie. That's right. You pull up to me at, uh, you know, the corner of Elm and Lockwood, and it's like, excuse me, do you have any Grey Poupon? (laughs) But of course... It's been in my purse but for 10 years. Right. It's gray. It just came from CJ Muggs. Of course I have gray poupon. <laughs> so here are folks. Here are some what not to recycle. Plastic wrap, bubble wrap, plastic sandwich bags, freezer bags, flexible packaging like chip bags and juice or soup pouches. Food waste. Scrape all the cans and jars. Empty the liquids. Put the scraps in your compost. If you don't know what compost is... Look it up. We'll have a show on that come t- sometime. <laughs> That's right. Look it up. <laughs> Soiled paper towels, napkins, and tissues. Garden hoses, rope, leashes, wire, and string. I can't believe this. Dirty diapers and pet waste. You know, what's that going to recycle to? Well. Good night. Right. You know, cups with plastic or waxed coatings. Polystyrene foam and plastic to-go containers and cups. Needles. They can cause serious injuries to workers. I can't but, even imagine somebody putting needles in the recyclable. Right. Those are hazardous waste. Yeah. I mean, hazardous yeah. waste. No, yes. I didn't, I didn't know. I knew this. The caps, the plastic caps, they're recyclable. Yes. But how about, I didn't know this. Empty aerosol cans can be recycled. Remove the plastic lid. I didn't know I that. I guess you just need to make sure the contents are out of it, too. As much as possible, yeah. Now, okay. wait. I, I have another one that I want to ask the question of. And this has to do with the new LED lights. You know, the the little light squirrely, the squirrely light bulbs yeah. that you're not supposed to throw away. You're right. supposed to recycle them, yeah, you, but you recycle them to where? You have to take them to um, St. Louis County Hazardous Waste, probably. Um, well, there are other places that you can you can look it up and see um, where you can take stuff to recycle. And folks, we're going to be talking about home health, uh, home hazardous wastes, uh, those hazard like paint and those kind of materials. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that in the second hour, so stay tuned. Second hour, Todd, thank you for that right. plug for yeah. us there. <laughs> because that's why you end up with, you know, um, paint that's been in your basement since 1949. Right. You, what, what do you do with it? <laughs> you don't know what to do with it. So you just put it up on the rafters and there it sits until, you know, like three generations later comes along and tries to clean out your stuff. And it's like, yeah, what's this? What is this? So 
you know, we were talking off air that, you know, and I was mentioning folks that when I'm in doubt about whether uh, I should recycle something, I just throw it away. And Todd so aptly said. The, uh, the new slogan is, if in doubt, throw it out. And that's so much better than what you had come up with. <laughs> you, do you remember what yours When in doubt, throw it away. If I'm unsure, throw it away. None of those work. So they don't flow. What is it again, Todd? If in doubt, throw it out. If no. in doubt. Okay, one bar rapper. <laughs> you gotta give us a, yeah, a rap I'll on that. I'll come up with a rap on that one, man. You know that, but that's but that makes sense, and it's easy for people to remember. You know, and it goes back to, you know, like we mentioned before the break, uh, we've gone from bottles where we were using bottles and then people got upset about the bottles and the glass and things like that. So we went to cans, you know, I'm thinking about soft drinks and, you know, alcoholic beverages like that, you know, beer. And then we went to plastic bottles. I don't don't think I've ever seen, of course, yeah, they're they're beer in plastic bottles and things like that, aren't there? I I don't drink beer, so I don't know. I don't either. I don't either. I don't know. So... Maybe somebody can text us at 736-4510 and let us know and whether us there's know. beer in plastic bottles. Um, so, and so now we're going back to glass, you know, because it is very recyclable. But you think about plates and like plastic plates, re- real plate, like um, uh, what is that? Uh, begins with an L. My hard drive spinning. Um, Melame. Mel- um, you're looking at me all. Yeah, <laughs> like we're like crazy. Yeah, we're we're lost. we're lost on that one. It's 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 those hard. It's just like from the 40s. Those plastic plates. They're kind of like the the school lunch trays are, in the, the school lunch trays are made out of them too. <laughs> you know. Oh. Uh, Mel- Melame. Whatever. Uh, whatever. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So a ceramic plate or something that's hard too. We've gone to these paper plates. We went to styrofoam. Uh, and the you know, styrofoam like, has been the worst. I'm well, telling like, you. Yeah, styrofoam cups. We still do that in plastic. You know, it's. I think we need to go back to like this hard ceramic cup right here. Exactly. And get away from the plastic bottles and use a, uh, just go fill the water up. Right. Get the, a Contigo. You know, right. and they do also have, because um, Sophia always walks in here every week with, her, with water that is in um, a um, cardboard box. They do sell water now in in cardboard recyclable boxes. But I bet boxes. you can't recycle that. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, you, you can. can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. a milk carton. and yeah. As long as it's paper. Yep. And it's not because I was reading on this thing. It's like we can't redo those. um, Oh, here it is, those juice pouches. Oh, it's a pouch. Yeah, those are like Capri Sun. We can't recycle Capri Sun things? No. No. Wow. There's another one you can't throw away or you can't put in your recycling. And see, that's what what I'm thinking, Todd, is that we need to have that list again so that we can, you know, just remind ourselves because it, it is, you know, you do think that you're doing the right thing. I don't think people are just deliberately, you know, contaminating but they it just seems very right. convenient yeah it's, it's just everybody's gotten relaxed on it yes so, and yes. yeah they just need to be and again with recycling the thing about recycling is that you, you have to still make it easy for people because if it becomes too convoluted people aren't going to do it well maybe if they just started with one thing like cans and did cans or you know milk containers or something like this so you get into a flow of something like that Maybe that's the way to do that. But see, the the issue is, is that in this country, people don't see where their trash goes to once it leaves, almost once it leaves their house. Right. You know, unless they look at the trash guy, you know, at six o'clock in the morning coming down the street, you know, once it leaves their house, they're done with it. It'd be a good field trip. (laughs) 
know, Todd, what, what, follow the trash can around, no, the trash guy around. No, go go out to the dump. Oh, they're go out to the trash. dump. Yes, go out to the landfill. You know, that's a, that's a euphemism for dump. <laughs> landfill. <laughs> that's we're right. filling the land up. And then we're going to doze it, bulldoze it later, and we're going to put a very expensive housing tract on it. <laughs> uh, did it she say that? It does happen. Yes, it does. I'm telling you, it does happen. So what are some things that you have that we haven't talked about here? Um, well, there is a website where you can you can go to and look up if you're not sure if something could be recycled. Um, it's it's stlcityrecycles.com slash database. And you can you can plug in LED light bulbs, and it'll tell you here's where you can take where you them. can take them. And it's so important because you know as we are now visually being able to see the islands of trash floating through our oceans now, you know that is the thing I think that really is going to make the big difference in in people understanding the problem. Because when it was just a land-based problem, like I said, out of sight, out of mind, it's not in my backyard, you know, I don't see it, I don't smell it, I don't care. But when you start to say, I can't go to my favorite beach because there is an island of trash floating by it, now we sit up and pay attention. Yep. And that island of trash, I am always shocked because there's not just one of them floating through the world. Oh, yeah, there's... Quite a few. Quite a few. Well, there's, there's, I don't want to say islands of trash, but you just, you can drive down a street and see how people have discarded something. Right. Or I'm I'm going to get a little list here because I'm just kind of a little sensitive on this deal, where people have discarded things out of their vehicle, waiting at a stop sign, or just while they're driving down, I don't need this, or I don't want to trash my car up. So it doesn't matter whether the community's trashed up. Or I've seen even uh, when the trash truck picks up, not any around here, but uh, in the city, uh, you know, they dump the trash in and they're driving and it's flying out on oh, the highway because right. they didn't put the top on or, you know, something happens. And it's like, where's all this trash come from? Or in streams, you know, and there's a, an effort to clean up our yes, streams there is. and there's things like that. There's a big like effort that. for that. Yep. There was a long time people thought, you know, throwing tires and <clears throat> dumping old cars and creeks were a good way to, uh-huh. you know, keep the erosion down. It's so crazy. <laughs> You know, even to the point of, you know, like, oh, my dog died. (laughs) Throw him in the creek. (laughs) That was way back when. But, but, you know, (laughs) it's true. Things happen. Uh, But when it comes to disposing things, you know, people, they look for the area of least resistance, you know, and and you're right. It's like when somebody is sitting at at a stoplight or stop sign and they take and throw their bag of fast food out the window, I tell you. I see red. I, I truly do. I see. Talk about road rage. That will send me into road rage. Well, you know, and you you stop, and you know, we're kind of getting off on a little tangent here because you know because it, we can because yeah, we can yeah <laughs> that's right. But it, but it's it, it, it's bothersome to me because you you'll make a like you're going to make a right turn coming off the highway, and right there there's like a, a million cigarette butts or something like and, that. And right. cigarette butts don't break down either. No, nope. that's what people don't realize. They don't break down. They just blow away. Yeah. The answer is blowing in the wind. <laughs> Definitely. But they, they don't break down. And I and I think, you know, anybody who comes into a community wants to come into a community that looks nice. You know, curb appeal to me, clean curbs are a huge thing. Here's one of my pet peeves. All my folks that I see blowing their leaves out into mm-hmm. the street. Yeah. You know, what do they think is going to happen to them? 
They Unless think, they got somebody against, coming to pick them up. That's against ordinance too, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> and what they think is going to happen is that it's going to blow and it's going to blow into the gutters. It blows into my yard. <laughs> and, and it will blow down into the gutters and it'll clog the gutters and, and then the street will flood. That's right. right. So. And you have that problem. I'll tell you my pet peeve. In this neighborhood, it's the guys that come and cut the lawn. And then they leave all of the lawn trim Grass cuttings yep. in the street. Yep. I'm telling you, I have a guy who comes and cuts my yard. I'm going to give him a plug, a Simon. And Simon is tremendous. But you know what? He would never cut my yard and leave that cutting in the street. Well, I was taught your first cut, your first two cuts or three cuts, whatever your, your mower is throwing, if you have a side thrower, you... you cut that many so it's not throwing onto because it's making more work for you because the when i cut lawns as a kid it's like i had to go sweep that up so it's like why do i want to do that and make more work for myself but apparently people don't care and they leave it there and they think well you know the the um the wind will blow it the street sweeper will the, get it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah right you know um which we do have great street sweepers here though i will tell you i can tell when they come up my street because we've got this one tree that's like right there at the corner of uh <laughs> I'll tell you when we get off air, but um, that is one of those kind of trees that um, I want to say it nicely. It it constantly defecates on the street. (laughs) What? (laughs) Just drive straight up the street. You'll see that tree. I mean, it is a constant source of pine needles, pine cones. And I mean, it just it just rains down these things. And it does. It looks it looks awful. It makes that part of the street look really dirty and and just unkempt. And the street sweepings have to go to the landfill because they're they're not just leaves and grass clippings. There's trash in there. I, I imagine so. quite oh, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, folks, this website that Todd was talking about, STLCityRecycles.com. What a great website! They have uh, a PDF on. Um, uh, did you know that you can recycle pizza boxes? Which we talked about. That clean aluminum foil is recyclable. Uh, plastic caps and lids. Uh, no styrofoam, and you know there's some very good data on there, and it is a database that you can look up uh, if you have a question about whether something is recyclable or not. And, and Todd, I don't know, I know because you're not one that's developing this, but have have you all thought about um, the use of hemp in terms, you know, because it is something that's recyclable, it can break down, and it can be made into all different types of products. It can be made as spoons and forks and so my and, hemp rope. Yes, uh-huh. The hemp, the hemp actually, the, you know, you grow it and then you use the product, the byproduct, to make recyclable products. I mean, that's like going to be one of the new industries in that's upcoming because we've got to come up with a way to, we got to get rid of straws, we got to get rid of styrofoam cups, we've got to get rid of the uh, coffee cups that are waxed, okay? We've got to get rid of those things. Napkins, obviously. <laughs> Okay, but just think of how many people go out and use and eat fast food every day. It's in a bag. They've got you know a box for their their chips. They've got a wrapper for their burger. They've got something else for something. They've got condiments. Like, They've got every all kinds of it's stuff. It's like going to the grocery store and you know paper or plastic. And I remember when it was only paper when I was right. growing up. Right. Yep. And now you know the thing is we should be encouraging people to bring their own bags. Yeah, the tote bags. Uh-huh. The right. tote bags right. and use them. So what, what other encouraging words do you have for uh, for us on, on this topic? Um, well, just look for that education brochure and magnet that we're going to be sending out here in hopefully and, a and when couple we, months. A couple months, yeah. okay. And okay. don't forget, when in doubt... February. Throw it, out. Throw it out. There you go. Or put it, or like I say, when in doubt, put it in your purse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what's, that, what's that halfway eaten Big Mac in there? You, wait, you'd be surprised. You look at a, women that are hearing this right now. They are relating to yeah, this. Okay, I know you men. Oh yeah, you men can't relate to this because your man bags don't get filled up like this, you know. But no, women, we can relate to that. You know, I used to tell my kids, you know, if you, I don't care if you don't have a pocket, you eat that piece of paper. <laughs> do Do we have problems with the yard waste collection at all? Um. No, I mean, really, the only problems that we have are sometimes people have it overloaded and uh, exceeding the 50-pound limit because they put dirt in it, <laughs> and they can't pick those cans up. So that's the biggest problem we see, but but overall, no. And I really, mean, should the lid close over the top of those things? Technically, I've seen the things with, like, you yeah, know, right, yeah, sticking out six feet. Yeah, because you're supposed to have them in, in four-foot lengths or smaller. Right, so, you know, okay, I just yeah. chopped down my tree. Yeah. Hey. Break them in half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, they'll get rid of it. And can you wrap them up? It used to be that you could wrap them up and put them by the curb, yeah, too. Yeah, bundles with, yeah. Tie, with, with string. Yeah. At four feet long? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm just kind of thinking about that stuff. Now, Webster doesn't have the, the curb vacuuming for the leaves, right? No. No. Okay. That's Ledoux. <laughs> or you can blow your leaves next to your neighbor who actually does have that and... I, you know, I probably think, <laughs> work work with your neighbor. Yeah. I think my neighbor next door. I, I don't. I, I'm gonna say this because I know they're not listening, but <laughs> I know they're gonna think I blew all my leaves into their yard because my yard, thanks to Simon, is nice and clean. clean. Their yard <laughs> is not. Is not. But well, this is an important thing because uh, we did talk about this at the Health and Environmental Committee meeting the other night, and uh, it, every time I take. I get something that's like, okay, you know, am I recycling this? You know, you get something in the mail via Amazon or via, you know, uh, in a box. You want a, the box broken down, correct? Correct. You know, what about these big metal staples that are in the box? Can they remain? Uh, they can remain, yeah. What about the tape on the box? That's, that's fine, too. Okay. All right. it, well, you know, and my mom gets a lot of stuff from Omaha Steaks, and we get those styrofoam ice chest. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. You just have to throw those away, yeah. right? <laughs> yep. Exactly. Or when in doubt? Throw it out. Okay. Because those are too big to put in my purse. Does that go to that styrofoam mountain? <laughs> yeah. It's got to go Mount somewhere styrofoam? because it's Mount Styrofoam because that stuff does not break down. Nope. We will be seeing styrofoam scars from from Mars. You know, when we're up there looking looking down, we're going to say, what's that? We oh, could, that's just a styrofoam st- scar. We could, we could build the styrofoam... Uh, Bridge to Mars. Yeah, there you go, there you go Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is on it. <laughs> he, he's got that new technology back there. He is waiting. He's for... been eagerly waiting. <laughs> That's right. He is. Got to watch you now. No, we appreciate uh, you being here, Todd, to go over this. I, I think it's a. I know sometimes it's it was an inconvenience. It's something you have to get into a habit of. Right, And once you get into the habit of it, I think sometimes you get a little lax if you're not paying attention or you're not cognizant of how the, uh, yes, this is acceptable. No, this is not acceptable. This is what I have to do with these certain things. And cleaning them out, I think, is, has always been a, a bugaboo, um, you know, rinsing them out. and But, you know, I'd rinse them out, but then I wouldn't let them dry thoroughly. Right. And, right. and you know, the, and you're right. That is another thing that you just taught me. Yeah. You know, I would rinse it out and toss it again. Yeah, you I know. rinsed it out. Right. I rinsed it out. And what do they want? <laughs> and you, you throw it in your bin and you've got paper in there and all that water goes on your paper and so even even then with your recyclables you should have a paper recycling thing and then you should have another one you, for you could do that and then at the end of the week put it together put it your, together your that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah 
Mm-hmm. Okay. But you know, again, it's a conscious effort. And it goes into all the other aspects of mindfulness when you start to think about overall mindfulness, Mm -hmm. because you have to stop and think that every little thing that I have impacts our environment. That's right. You know, it's it's, it's just like any kind of implicit bias that you may have, you know, decisions that you make about people, you know, stereotypes, all that you know, hurts and damages our environment as a whole, whether it be your psychic, whether it be your emotional, whatever. That's what we have to look at. You know, we are creating scars on our planet. And I I don't care if um, the rich guys are trying to get to Mars because if they have the same mindset, they're going to go up to Mars and do what? Take their little plastic straws and trash it up. (laughs) Styrofoam. Styrofoam it up. And build the styrofoam bridge back to Earth. (laughs) That's right. Styrofoam palace. Yeah. No, it's it's important to, um, I I think, go back to some basic things. Uh, We're we're very, we have an overabundance in our country. You know, we waste food. We we waste paper. We, you know, how many Kleenexes do you need to blow your nose? You know, those kinds of things. Depends on your age. That's true. (laughs) If you're you're three, it may take five. Depends on how big your nose is, There you go. You know, it works that way. Uh, So I think we just need to be cognizant of, like you said, Ellie, of where we are and and be good stewards of our environment and and the things that we've been given. You know, food waste, you know, it's great going down the garbage disposal. Not good to be in those kind of materials. You know, use, use it for composting, you know. And if you need some help with composting... The uh, does the city have information on composting? You know, St. Louis County has a yeah, huge there's, composting. There's thing. websites that uh, that have all that information uh, through the county. So we we encourage you to you know get your little uh, compost bin. You know, it could it could be a plastic container. Well, Webster actually sold um, <laughs> compost bins last season. Um, I think they were twenty dollars. I got one, yep. and they were nice little compost bins. And actually. I only ordered one because the, the supply was limited. The day that we had the pickup for it, everybody wished they had ordered two. Right. You know, it was just like, oh, man. You know, and it was like, well, we don't know when it's going to come around again. But everybody that came and got one of those was wishing that we had, mm-hmm. we had purchased two of them. So here's, here's a question. I'm, I'm throwing a curveball to Todd right now. How much salt does the city store mm-hmm. or do they use salt? For the roads in the wintertime. Yes. Um, we have a salt dome that can hold uh, 3,000 tons. And beginning of this winter, we had about 2,200 tons in it. So, And it looks like winter is starting early. Do you all ever run out of salt? Um, no, we've never run out. Um, we've, we've gotten low. Okay. Um, but there has been other municipalities that have run out, and then they call other municipalities. Hey, you got any salt you can spare? So... Now, do you use any other kind of materials with the salt, or is it strictly salt, you know, because I know they yeah. have some of these mixture things? Yeah, there's a, a, a calcium chloride chemical mm-hmm. that you can add to it, and that's only effective when the temperature is below 20 degrees. Oh, well, we don't want it to get below that's 20 right. degrees. That's we right. don't want to use that one. And then we have the brine uh, that we go out ahead of time. Um, and we didn't, this last storm, we didn't have our brine trucks ready because it, came so early it did come early we usually don't get the brine trucks ready till after thanksgiving and this storm came before thanksgiving so so we didn't have the brine trucks for that one but we went out and pre-salted all the the subdivision side streets and everything so um, we didn't want to do the main roads because of all the traffic on that it would just push the salt off so really important to you know there there is a, a scientific process to doing that yes yeah, you have to so, calculate. And so you're not wasting materials. and that, That's correct. Yeah. And that's expensive, too. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. expensive. And, and that's one of the reasons I hear why the city of St. Louis has such a difficult time, you know, because 
they only have so much in their budget. Right. And the worst thing that could happen is that they think they're going to have a snowstorm. They go out and salt, and then there's no snowstorm. Yep. And you wasted it. And right. you've wasted yep. it. Once yep. it's gone. So we're relying on the meteorologists. Th- that's Everybody knows true. they're 50-50. So. <laughs> yeah. And the thing of it is, is that, you know, it's true that they say, well, snow is coming through. And it may, you know, you go up north. Right. You know, and Depends they on are. How it- in a blizzard you can split and you come down zero. here right. and it's not even raining and i've been in situations like that where the weather is so diverse in this region that yes it you know it's like it's going to rain it's like 90 percent chance of rain somewhere <laughs> <laughs> turn the shower on that's it you know no todd ray thanks very much for being here today Thank uh, you. and and talking with us i sure learned a lot todd i i did i learned a lot throw those napkins away <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we want you to stay tuned, uh, folks, because we're going to talk in the second hour about household hazardous waste. And what is that? You know, you've got some toxic, flammable, corrosive, reactive uh, liquids and maybe some paint around, varnishes, pesticides, poisons, gasolines. We're going to talk about all those, you know, because everybody has those either in the garage or in the basement. I was going to say, I have all of that. So it's like, what do you do with that? You know, or like you said, Ellie, you're cleaning out somebody's uh, garage or their basement. What are you going to do with that stuff? You'll find out in the second hour. This is Arnold Stricker with Ellie Wharton of Intune. You're listening to KWRHLP 92.9 FM, your community radio station in Webster Groves, Missouri. (laughs) 